0: Episode 87 of Moon, P. Jug and Hobbs. Last week, there was no episode. We talked many times about replaying an episode. I was so damn lazy, I didn't even do that. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So there was just nothing new. So now we start the new year. Uh, Have we already done a podcast this year? I think we have, haven't we?
1: We recorded one in between, uh, like right before I left for New Orleans.
0: And we need to talk about New Orleans. Uh, You went there and stayed how many nights? I was there for a week. Tell us all about it, because it's no one here.
1: Yeah, well, you know what was crazy was I didn't realize we were showing up the very first weekend of Mardi Gras parades. It's the 12th night. It was kind of fun because I've been to New Orleans before, but never during Mardi Gras. And Brian, my boyfriend, had never been And so we got swept up into the streets and it was the, um, oh God, what's her name? Joan of Arc parade. Nice. Yeah. And so it was fun. It's like, you know, you're just walking on the street, total tourists. Then there's just some guy dressed, you know, dressed like a knight, you know, or, you know, people walking around in stilts and the craziest outfits. And so it's, it's super fun. New Orleans, but I forgot New Orleans is 24 hours a day on the French quarter. Like those bars don't close.
0: Did anybody offer you fruit beads?
1: Not fruit beads. They weren't really doing beads yet. Apparently, this is more of like one of the local ladies said, This is the sweeter parade. Like, you're not going to see boobies at this one. I was like, Oh, okay. Much to the chagrin of my boyfriend. He's like, Damn it.
0: I've been to New Orleans twice mm-hmm. during Mardi Gras. I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. One time I got so drunk. I got on a riverboat, a paddle boat. I think it's the Mississippi Queen. Okay, And I bought a round of kazoos for the entire ship. So I bought like 800 kazoos, (laughs) two bucks a piece. I just walked around handing them out. That's how drunk I was. And tell us about some of the food. Did you go to uh, mama's or mother's?
1: I didn't go to mother's. We walked past it and there was a line. We were because Mardi Gras festivities had begun. I was able to buy a king cake, which you can only legally buy during the pre-party, the pre-period before Ash Wednesday, you know, so we got one of those, we brought that home. I dragged that all the way through the airport, which, you <laughs> know, itself, but yeah, we had uh, beignets and Cajun food and some of the best, I went to the seafood restaurant. Oh, I'm going to butcher it. Something PJ fins. It ends in fins F I N N S like a fish. And they like hand pick all the fish that day. The chef gets up at like two o'clock in the morning, goes and inspects everything and then makes the menu based on what's good that day. And it was fantastic. And the service, what I miss about the South was and what I was so struck by is Southern hospitality. I have missed that. Like, oh, yeah, Midwesterners, we're not like that. We like to think that we're that we have hospitality. We do not. It is not the same as Southern hospitality. It is. Yeah. I I love the South. I love it.
0: I do too. I mean, think about where I came from. I lived down there 10 years. It's a whole different deal. You cannot move, uh, you know, a Southerner and make him a Yankee. (laughs) You just can't do it.
1: Well, I'm weird because I was born in St. Paul, but when I was a kid, we moved to, my dad worked for the government. So we moved to Washington, D.C. So I lived in Virginia until I was like seven. And then we moved back to Minnesota So even if you're from Virginia, you're still kind of a Yankee in a way, but it was definitely a way different feel than Minnesota. Minnesotans, we think we're friendly. We're not, we're not that terribly friendly. We always look like someone, like if you say hi to someone for no reason, they're like, why are you trying to rob me?
0: I was in uh Asheville, North Carolina, and we walked into this rib place, right? Me and a couple of three or four guys on motorcycles. And as we walked in, we said, you know, somebody was walking out. Hey, is the ribs good? He says, F- Yankee," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, welcome to North Carolina." Yep. It was it was awesome, and the and the ribs were awesome. You know,
1: <laughs> I wonder if he was insulting your accent, or only a Yankee would have to ask if the ribs were good.
0: <laughs> Did you go to the cathedral in downtown? That's not that far from Pat O'Brien's.
1: No, Pat O'Brien's right. was, oh, yeah. You know what? I thought I, I, you know, I faintly heard someone say moon as I passed Pat O'Brien's. Do you have an outstanding tab there still?
0: Because we've got yeah. a couple
1: locations down, down in the French Quarter.
0: Uh, I'll never forget the, the one time I went to New Orleans. It was weird. There was a radio convention being held there mm. for morning shows. I was invited to be a guest speaker on one of the panels. And so my house in Texas was for sale. We couldn't get the thing sold. I mean, we had like a hundred showings, no sale. We dropped the price, no sale. After probably three months of cleaning the house every day for showings with a toddler, which is completely messing the house up 24 hours a day. Okay. Uh, we. I fly to New Orleans. I take my golf clubs. I land at the airport, drive straight to the golf course. I didn't even go to the convention. And so I, I'm playing golf. I'm on like the third hole, and uh, my at that point, uh, second wife said, "We just got an offer on the house." I go, "Really?" Mm-hmm. So is it a good one? She goes, "I don't know." I go, "Why don't you know?" She goes, "The realtor and the clients they don't speak English." And I said, "So what are we gonna do, <laughs> right? So how do we know?" And I said, "Well, have them contact that agents. Can talk or whatever." Right. And so then later we were given in English our offer. Okay, so that was good. So now we got a place to start and I'm thinking, man, that's not terrible offer. It's not really what I wanted for it. And then I tee the ball up and I hit the ball down the fairway. By the time I got to the next screen, the phone rings again and I get another offer on the house. Only this one, a speaks English and B cash money. I'm like going who who's got enough money to buy a house cash right turns out this woman had written a book about a very famous radio psychologist dr Laura
1: oh I would love to meet this woman because I think dr Laura is such a fraud anyway go on
0: <laughs> right? well, dr. Laura is just well she writes this book about dr. Laura mm-hmm. and there's so many fans that buy it she's got enough money to buy my house cash
1: right well, so she wrote a favorable book about Laura dr. Laura see that's what I've been doing wrong with my career I've just I have to speak well of others
0: do you ever do audio books
1: I, I don't like listening to books i i like listening to podcasts but books i don't like listening to for some reason i can't when they start doing the different characters and all that stuff, i don't no no i i i don't believe it <laughs> it's dumb
0: i'm thinking about doing the audible thing and here's why okay there's two books i want to read uh dave Grohl came out with a book not that long ago and i bought it i got about 18 pages into it the add kicked in i haven't picked it up since And probably will never, because I've only read, really, three books in my whole life. The AA Big Book, Black Tiger at Indianapolis. It's about a race car with front-wheel drive. (laughs) And uh, I read Where is Joe Merchant, a book by Jimmy Buffett. I'm thinking about the Audible account, because we're kind of digging the Prince Harry thing. Mm-hmm. With with Megan, mm-hmm. we watched Harry and Megan on Netflix. That was great. I watched the Anderson Cooper uh, event. Uh, the wife is totally into it. And so we're thinking maybe we start an account. We get the Dave Groh book. We get the uh, book Spare uh, by Prince Harry, which, by the way, this guy is terribly well-spoken and likable. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling you, he's like a real dude.
1: He's not like the rest of the Royals because he was, A, he was never counted as really the next person in line. And the fact that he served in the military and not in a protected way, like was like with the ground forces, you know, he he saw a different way of life where it doesn't matter what his title is or who his parents are, you know, he's got to cover his, his buddy's six and that guy's got to cover his.
0: So do you think he should imagine how many people he killed in Afghanistan?
1: If It's his truth, and he has to live with it. You know, so I think, I mean, you're only as sick as your secrets and all that. But as far as Audible goes, I'll just say this. I think you should try it. I think a lot of people really, really like it. My boyfriend loves it because he listens to it while he's at work. He'll listen to a book, and he can change it up depending on his mood and all that stuff. So, I, I mean, it's just not necessarily my thing. I like to hold a book. I like to underline things. I like to make my little dog ears and notes and stuff. That, but that's just that's just me. Are you taking a picture of me? What are you doing?
0: No, I'm trying to shut my flashlight off, you know. I know. After- I was
1: like all of a sudden the flashlight went.
0: <laughs> As you age, you know, like when you go to a restaurant, you yes. with your flashlight <laughs> out pretty soon I'm going to have to have like one of those miners hats. Remember the ones like you had the flashlight, in your hat. <laughs> you you know, the
1: one on like a minor, you know, have you ever gone to that? Have you ever gone to that strip bar? Where what was that place called? And it was up, it was up by like Duluth or something. Someone will have to write in and tell me what it was. But it was it was like you would put on these minor hats and go in there the little lights, and then you'd see the girls, woo. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cute, you know, and then if a guy's cheap, just shut off his light.
0: I think I have a picture of me in one of those miners hats (laughs) and here's the reason why I played in a nighttime golf tournament and so we would have these miners hats and then we had balls that had like like a cutout in the middle of them that you put glow sticks in so when you hit the ball you could see where your ball landed oh
1: dude and if you were tripping it would just be trails like oh, oh yeah look at that
0: Look so, at my <laughs> so what we would do is and they had you know markers like spikes where the fairways were so you'd know to hit it not too far left or not too far right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and here's the thing the ball goes about 15 yards less than on a regular golf ball so the spiked balls don't travel as far roll as far right so you got to hit an extra club but what we would do is we would take the spikes and the group behind us we'd move the spikes over it would make them want to hit into the lake (laughs) and these guys would come up and we were just laughing i'm like going oh my god let's do it Ooh, we got to talk brady tom brady is he done or not I don't know. I watched the game against the Cowboys. Here's the thing. I don't believe he's going to go back to Tampa. I do believe he's going to play another year. Uh, I think he would probably, of the three teams that are tracking him down right now, I'd have to say San Francisco, Vegas. Either one of those might be appealing to Tom.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing. I'm surprised Minnesota isn't in the mix because we are famous for getting someone who is beyond their prime and yeah. in as the quarterback. I mean, like we re-signed Brad Johnson when he'd already won the Super Bowl, was already on the decline for Tampa. Like, once a guy's at quarterback 35-plus, he's really just coming to his own. He's
0: got <laughs>
1: another good 25 years. I don't know. I, I think Brady doesn't want to quit and I get it, but I think it'd be a better idea for him and just smooth, like just slide right into commentating. People love him. He's easy on the eyes. And, you know, he can just read from the cue cards.
0: They offered him for 10 years, 370 million.
1: I don't know. I, you know. <laughs>
0: hard to take a pay cut.
1: <laughs> well, It's also hard for me to empathize with this guy's problems too. It's like, uh, do I continue to be... The world's favorite favorite quarterback, or do I take thirty seven million dollars a year? I'm such a sellout.
0: So who's going to be in the Super Bowl?
1: I know who's not going to be in the Super Bowl,
0: <laughs>
1: and that's when I shut it off. And again, I said we will get to the playoffs. We will not make it beyond the first round. We did not, and why? For like the seventeenth time, why has this happened? Because of poor clock management in the last two minutes. What the hell was that play calling? The thing that has been saving this team the entire year is that we've actually, for once, been effective in the last two minutes of a game. I mean, why? We're going for it on fourth down. The guy's got to go 13 yards. Why would you throw a seven-yard pass? That makes no sense to me.
0: Cousins came to the news media afterward and said, it's my fault. He goes, I didn't throw it past the sticks. He goes, here's the thing. It was fourth down. I felt I was going to be sacked. I knew that would end it. I had nobody open. I thought maybe Hawkinson might be able to get free. And that was his, he said, that's all all I had.
1: Good job for this coach for his very first season in the NFL. Good job.
0: And for the defensive coordinator, it's Mm -hmm. been nice knowing you. He's out of here. Then there's the kicker for Dallas that missed four extra points in one game. It was a record in the NFL. (laughs) No, and then
1: Joseph, our kicker, is like, oh, thank God, takes pressure off
0: a little bit. uh... Oh, yeah. Do you know that the guy from Dallas that missed those went to school at Nebraska, so I've been following that guy for years.
1: A lot of people are following him now. (laughs) A lot of people, Not, not, not pleasantly.
0: Oh my god. So uh, they're sticking with him. But all I can say is this guy is what they his name is Maher and Dak Prescott the quarterback for Dallas calls him Money Maher because his kicks are money in the bank, right? And he missed four in a row. What else you been watching on TV, anything fun?
1: I did recently watch something on Netflix though that was kind of fun. If you want a straight-up action kind of revenge movie it's called uh revengeance ironically enough and it's a british film but man i can't remember the name of the actor i'll have to look it up who plays uh who is the protagonist in it and he is hot in the ugliest way (laughs) he's it's really good like he's he, to me he's another Jason Statham as far as a, as far as an action guy. I bet we'll see him in stuff in the United States soon yeah it was really it was very clever I was I was I was like thanks Netflix you do know me. you know me better than my parents
0: and then there's Jeremy Renner what a mess that is he's way more messed up than a lot of people are talking about oh really yeah oh part of his torso was crushed I mean it was bad. It's like something that the city would almost use, and he's a mess. What else is going on? Oh, for me, I've been watching <laughs> 1923 is really good. Oh is it? It's really good. The guy that put together Yellowstone, 1883, now 1923, this guy is on fire. He's got Tulsa King. Everything. His name is Taylor Sheridan, I believe, crushing it. Everything he touches... I've been watching Kim's convenience. Oh my God. It's so funny. It's just really funny. And I'm on the third season. I can't stop now. It's one of those. Okay. You know how uh, Ted Lasso, when you watched it, it kind of made you feel better, right? You just felt kind of elated or, you know, Hey, that was fun.
1: I I didn't watch that show, but yeah.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Ted Lasso. You got to see that. Um, I've been watching the neighborhood, which has been fun. And I've heard that Bad Sisters on Netflix is supposed to be really good. Have you seen that yet? No. You know, my favorites have been uh, Succession.
1: Well, and that's uh, coming back. We get a new episode soon.
0: I don't know when it's coming back, but man, that'll be great. I'm excited. Brian Cox in that thing is the best. (laughs) Tom Bernard just signed a deal with Hubbard. So his podcast will now be live 7 a.m. to 11 a.m., I believe. And that is, I think, Monday through Thursday. And we are a part of the Tom Bernard Network. So now, uh, Hubbard Radio is going to do all the advertising sales for Tom. And so then I sent an email, and I'm like, hey, what about us? What
1: about right? all and P-Jug and Hobbs, Hey,
0: eh?
1: <laughs> What about MPH?
0: It's probably not going to go anywhere.
1: Well, tell them that you're open to changing the goddamn name.
0: Yeah. At the Iowa State Fair, you wanted to bring this up about a way that people compete in order to win cash prizes.
1: Mm -hmm. One big fat cash prize of $5.
0: Ooh.
1: If you can be the winner of the husband calling contest. Well, apparently this is something that is a holdover from... And well, I'd imagine is, is still very useful uh, <laughs> farming when women had to call the men in at the end of the day, at the end of the workday for food or a wash up or whatever it was. Right. And so instead of like pig calling or bird calling, these competitors lined up these women in husband calling.
0: At our farm, we used a bell. The mom if, would ring.
1: What if the bell was broken? How would your mom summon dad? Sweet. How does P-Jug summon you?
0: Hey, a- well,
1: I think these girls, it's supposed to be more like a yodel, more like a call. Like it's not supposed to just be insults.
0: <laughs> and how many people compete at this thing each year? Do they have a lot of spare time on their hands or what?
1: <laughs> I don't know how many people made it to the finals. I can go back to the, I can go back, but I mean, they had quite a few numbers. I mean, like there's like, you know, the, there's one little lady who, um was adorable in her kind of uh mini pearl hat you know yelling for her husband earl or whatever his name was <laughs> um, but uh these are really cute it's lighthearted, hearted and um yeah it's a tradition that's been going on for quite some time uh but tiktok picked up on the trend when it was shared and now uh, everybody wants to get in on husband calling so the winner of it was bonnie uh, swill and she screams her husband name her husband's name Roy out at such a high pitch that many weren't even sure it existed before adding angrily can you hear me you get yourself in here right now come on you know you're going to be late again and you know that I want to get there on time
0: did you see uh, Party City file for bankruptcy
1: they couldn't uh, keep afloat on uh, 99 cent streamers damn it I like Party City <laughs>
0: I mean, think how long that store has been around.
1: I love that place. That was where you went when you were a bad mother. You're like, I didn't plan shit for this five-year-old's birthday party. (laughs) Party city. I'm going to drop 100 bucks. It's all in one spot. Just throw the hats and the plates and the things. Oh, yeah. You stop by a cub on the way home, get yourself a flat sheet, and pretend that you're not a bad person.
0: And now Microsoft just laid off 10,000 people. What's up with that?
1: I don't know. It's not good. Well, we're head- they, they predicted a recession the second quarter, and guess what? We're not to the second quarter yet.
0: And the world's oldest woman just died.
1: Well, she's for sure the world's oldest nun, and, and as at and was at one point the world's oldest person. Uh, there was there was a lady, a Japanese woman who who lived to 119 years old, but she died. So this woman was the current reigning champion of the oldest person. On the planet at 118, she was a French nun, Lucille Randon, and she attributes her longevity to her faith in God, um, serving others and eating chocolate daily and also a daily glass of wine and probably swearing up men. That probably helped, too.
0: Did you drink in New Orleans? Come on. I did. You did?
1: Yep. I broke my sobriety intentionally. but
0: I knew uh, you were going to do it. Yeah, I did. Damn it. So now what? You're back on the wagon.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. (laughs) I quit because I was really struggling with my untreated (laughs) mental shit and anxiety disorder. And I went on, I decided to actually try doing antidepressants the way that they're supposed to be done. And you are not supposed to mix alcohol with them. Right. And I had a little experiment with the window of drinking and being on my antidepressants at the same time. And I've done this in the past before. It does not work out well. I get angry and I get angry for the wrong reasons and at the wrong people. Right. So yeah, I was at 222 days. I was just over seven months and we had this trip planned. And when I planned it, I was like, I wrote ahead to the Airbnb lady and I was like in the pictures of the of the rental. There's a bottle of champagne. You don't have to have that in our room. Uh, uh. No, I did. I was like, you don't like, we're just, we're just going to go and do this. Right. And of course the itch never really goes away. Right. And it's a party and this and that and the other thing. But I thought, you know, I really, I really did want to see as a, as an experiment kind of how I was going to react to it. Was, was I immediately going to go back to wanting to drink too much and doing all that stuff? And the answer is kind of I went and did stand-up in um, New Orleans, which was super fun, uh, Wednesday night when I was gone and drank that night. Haven't had one in a week. I kind of justified it. I'm like, I'm on vacation. I'm going to see. And, like, I had a ton of fun, but then I didn't. As soon
0: as you said, I'm going to New Orleans, I'm like, ah, shit. It is a challenge.
1: It is a challenge. (laughs) And I I did have a lot of fun, but I also did see, like, wow, though, like the next day, you kind of hate yourself. And I don't mean like I have some kind of guilt. I was not court ordered. It's not like I have to, you know what I mean? There wasn't anything that I like legally, or I was going to lose my job or anything like that. I was just sick of, you know, freaking waking up and hating myself. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, and there's still plenty of mornings sober, sober that I wake up and I hate myself, but at least it's more manageable. Boring's not the worst thing that can happen to me at 50 years old. I've lived. You know what I mean, though? I've done shit. It's not like I'm sitting here going, oh, God, I never did anything fun. No, I've, I've had fun. I can stay home a couple Saturday nights. It's not going to kill me.
0: I've been having really weird dreams. Last night, I had dreams that I was supposed to go do a morning show, hmm. and we got hit by a tornado right before I was supposed to leave. Hmm. And I was trying to call the station to tell them that I'd been hit by a tornado and some random woman wanted to have sex right
1: yeah okay in the tornado or
0: and and i'm like i don't even know yeah i'm just
1: trying to do a morning show here get off my dick trying to be a professional for what well did you do it did you do it
0: no i turned her down
1: good for you moon
0: yeah
1: that's you know what that's growth.
0: <laughs>
1: that you didn't power down like oh there's
0: time. <laughs> I'm choking on my almonds. <laughs>
1: have you seen speaking of which have you seen the movie The Lobster? No. It's super funny. It's a great cast. It's it's really offbeat. It's a very black offbeat comedy. I think you would but basically it's like the setup is if you're single they they're in a society where they don't think it's a good thing to be alone. So you have to go to this hotel until you can find somebody who's equally screwed up as you and become a couple. And if you don't become a couple within 45 days with someone else, then you get turned into whatever animal you want to get turned into. (laughs) Right. And this one guy wants to be a lobster. That's and that's the lobster. Right. But one of the examples they were giving about why it's better to be as a couple than it is to be single was just what you did that if if someone chokes alone, they would die. But if a man chokes and a woman's there, then she comes and does the Heimlich and he's alive. So (laughs) you should watch that. You and Cynthia would like that. It's a really good... It's it's pretty funny. It's weird, but it's funny.
0: You know what is weird? I just found out um, Lisa Marie Presley, when she died, she was beyond broke and owed the IRS like a ton of money. I had no idea. I thought she'd be loaded. How can you... Have all that money and overspend like that. I mean, I know it happens to young athletes and stuff.
1: Well, was it that, or did a lot of the money end up in the trust? Because I believe there was a trust, and Elvis's business manager was that real cap, the captain or whatever was kind of a shady Colonel man, Parker, really. Yeah, who screwed Elvis out of a lot of money.
0: Did you see the movie Elvis? Because it won some awards.
1: Yeah, I did. It's the first time I've liked Tom Hanks in something in a while where he's actually had to be an actor instead of just being Tom Hanks and wearing a different hat. He's sinister. That character that he's playing and he, he plays it quite well. I was, I've, I've been getting bored of Tom Hanks, but he was good in that.
0: Two questions with Elon. <laughs> two questions with
1: Elon. I thought you might've forgotten.
0: Yeah. So this is actually the introduction of a new thing we're doing. We used to do two questions with Putin now it's two questions with Elon. And my first question of Elon is this pizza or burger? My second question for Elon front door or back door? Sexually or I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm just saying front door. or just generally like an entrance. <laughs> yeah, you pick it. You gotta pick one. Which way are you going, Elon?
1: Here's mine question number one what was the last kind thing you did for someone all right question number two in what way do you think you add happiness to other people's lives
0: 10 kids wow
1: yeah that's a lot
0: imagine going home to that
1: but he's smart though see you don't have 10 with one person because then all 10 are in the same house at the same time you don't do that you only do that on holidays you really should you know you should have a family on each continent
0: I pay a lot of people electronically and you know, no matter who it is, it's just an easy way of doing things. The two that I use most are Zelle and cash app. I had a Venmo transaction for 15 grand, go south and go you know, missing into outer space for like a month and that freaked me out. So no more Venmo. And then Zelle has restrictions of $500 a day. Well, now come to find out at Bank of America, there's Zell transactions. Something's been going wrong and money's coming out of people's accounts and bye-bye to the cash. It's scary.
1: Well, and here's the thing. Wire fraud is real. And when you're not going through a bank, there is not that other set of eyes is checking for wire fraud. Wire fraud is very difficult to identify if you're not familiar with it. And one of the ways that they really confirm any wire fraud over a certain amount, because I work at a bank, you have to make an appointment with the branch manager and they have to be able to physically talk to someone on the other line. I don't know if you saw the um, uh, documentary about the cryptocurrency in Canada, but there was this huge website that everybody did the crypto in. It was that same thing. All their money got wired out of the accounts
0: where's your next trip going to be? You got any plans now that you, you know, went on a binge in New Orleans, where are you going to go now? <laughs>
1: no, I went on a binge. Oh my God. binge. Kind of though. I did. But um, uh, I don't know where I'm going to go next. I just got the phone. I got some, I'm excited. I've got some bookings finally kind of happening in uh February, March, uh April starting to fill up a little bit with some comedy stuff. And, um, But, yeah, I would like to get out of Dodge again. As soon as I came home and I saw that snow, I was like, um, can I just sit on the plane? Do they really check your ticket again?
0: We're talking about over 50 inches of snow, uh, more on the way, of course. I mean, we're not even to February yet. Places I'd like to uh, see you try. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you been to Vancouver, British Columbia?
1: No, and I would love to go there. I've heard that's fantastic.
0: It's my favorite city that I've ever been to in my life. Okay it's clean it's safe everybody speaks english the food's great you got cuban cigars there's mountains there's oceans there's river boats there's what do you want it's right there and it's gorgeous and they have a shopping area uh it's called robson street and the thing is like maybe a mile and a half of nothing but shops and it's awesome and you know i went out of cruise uh, out of vancouver Alaska, by the way, have you done that before? The Alaska you know what, cruise? You bring
1: that up. We were looking at that at the Alaskan Cruises, and there's some decent deals.
0: I know that one of the things about the Alaska Cruises they used to use older ships going northward to Alaska, but now some of the cruise lines have thought, you know, something maybe we could revitalize this market if we threw a couple of new ships in. And Norwegian did it. And I love Norwegian. It's my favorite cruise line.
1: Is it? Because I was going to ask, too. I don't know. I've only been on a cruise once. And it was Radisson. It was the Radisson Diamond, which was a very small ship, which was great as far as attentiveness. And it was first class in a lot of ways. But because it was such a small ship, almost everybody was seasick the whole time
0: the stabilizing systems in those you know hundreds and hundreds of million dollar ships yeah it's they're rock stars now it's like a moving ocean
1: yeah because we were all sick they were sold out of dramamine by the second day on the ship
0: you know what they say green apples this is the truth that's what the crew eats when they get seasick foods like green apples granny smith and salted crackers may help mild symptoms as can ginger based lozenges extracts and teas Many ships even routinely stock these items for travelers. There are also a variety of modern techniques and medicines to help prevent or treat seasickness. Well, that's a wrap. I don't think of anything else we need to stagger through. Uh, see uh, next week if if Hobbs is drinking again. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, this is going to be something else. They can't bet on this on FanDuel quite yet, but they should be able to. Let's the over under on my sobriety.
0: <laughs> I know. I remember going to Vegas so many times. I was trying to stop drinking. I'm like going, okay, you don't go to Vegas to stop drinking. What are you thinking? Yeah. All right. Have a way good week. We will be back very soon.